I love to tell the story of unseen things above, of Jesus and his glory, of Jesus and his love. I love to tell the story. Do all in the name of the Lord. Sang, song we just sang. Um, tonight we're going to talk about prayer, and that certainly is one of the things that we should do uh, by the authority of God, and, and there are certainly a lot of scriptures that talk about prayer, and I'd like to share some of them with you tonight. Well, I've got the songbook in my hand. It's kind of interesting to think about prayer. Some of the songs we sing are written in the form of a prayer, whereas we're addressing God in the hymn. None of the, the songs that we... Um, are singing tonight are of that type, but, but there are a number of songs like that in here, like number 72, Be With Me, Lord. We're talking to God. We're asking him, be with me. I cannot live without thee, addressing God. So that's something to, th- to, think, of, something to think about as well. But tonight, I want to talk about prayer, and it's, it's really a, a basic idea. Uh, what is prayer? It's a basic lesson. Uh, just kind of want to zero in on this simple idea, the fundamental subject related to prayer. As, as children of God, if we fail to pray, we've, we've failed to be faithful. We've failed to do all in the name of the Lord. We miss the point of our, of our discipleship. In this lesson, we'll look at uh, quite a few scriptures that relate to prayer and, and learn from these examples and these directives, and we'll seek to define prayer in scriptural terms. So as we think about uh, the structure of the talk tonight, uh, we're going to talk about prayer being talking to God, quite simply, as we've already, I think, well understand and and mentioned. Um, The idea that it's a a privilege that we have, but it's also a duty that we need need to uh, tend to. And uh, looking at uh, the passage that talks about asking and seeking and knocking and, and focusing on that briefly, talking about how prayer is an act of faith, and how faith is, is an important aspect of our prayer. And then thinking about prayer is, is more than simply meditation. and It's not merely thinking, but it's, it's that idea of talking to God. So let's think about prayer as talking to God. Any good relationship involves communication. We need to talk to our, to our family, our spouse, our kids, our friends, our coworkers, and certainly our most important relationship with God uh, we need to cultivate that relationship. And we, we understand that we, he talks to us through hearing through his revealed word, but we talk to him through prayer. So it's a two-way street. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 5. As we think about this idea that God made it possible for us to talk to him. 1 Timothy 2, verse 5, it says, For there is one God... And there is one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. Jesus is our mediator. He's our go-between between the Father and ourselves. And it's through his sacrifice that we're able to have this relationship. Hebrews chapter 4, verses 14 through 16. Since then we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. 
For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. We have this great gift of, of God sending his son to be our sacrifice and to bring us into this close relationship that we're able to have with him. But do we even bother to draw near to the throne? You know, do we get busy with things? Do we remember to pray? Do we to take advantage of this great privilege that we have? We, we, sh- we certainly should. John chapter 16, verse 23. In that day, you will ask nothing of me. Truly, truly, I say to you, whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he will give it to you. We understand this concept that, that Jesus is asking us to pray to the Father in his name, and we customarily pray in that way. In Jesus' name, amen. We pray for various things. Luke chapter 18, verses 1 through 8. And he told them a parable to the effect that they ought always to pray and not lose heart. He said, In a certain city there was a judge who neither feared God nor respected man. And there was a widow in that city who kept coming to him and saying, Give me justice against my adversary. For a while he refused, but afterward... He said to himself, Though I neither fear God nor respect man, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will give her justice, so that she will not beat me down by her continual coming. And the Lord said, Hear what the unrighteous judge says, and will not God give justice to his elect, to us Christians, who cry to him day and night? Will he delay long over them? I tell you, he will give justice to them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? So as we see in this account, the the contrasting with this unrighteous judge who simply because of annoyance uh, acquiesces to the requests given, we contrast that with God the Father who loves us, who, you know, we are his elect, he's chosen us as a people, and we've chosen him by being part of that people. Um, we can count on God, uh, and he, he loves us, unlike this unrighteous judge. But of course, that question at the end, will he find faith on the earth? We might ask, well, are we going to bother praying? Are we going to have that level of faith where we're going to be taking advantage of this good gift that we have and having this relationship with God? Ephesians chapter 6, verses 17 and 18 the whole armor of God. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints, praying for one another. As we read about the whole armor of God, which we didn't really read the whole passage there, but you know, prayer isn't really one of the the elements of the, the armor itself, but prayer is, is definitely called out there. It is to be included as part of our warfare and our defense. We should always remember to pray and pray for one another.
1 Timothy 2, verses 1 through 3. First of all, then, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for all people, for kings, and all who are in high positions, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. This is good, and it is pleasing in the sight of God our Savior. So we have Paul giving these instructions from through the Holy Spirit. You know, we are to, to pray for others, pray for other people, leaders, so that we would have peace and dignity and that this is pleasing to God. And we also see these, these different words used, supplications, prayer. Some of these are synonymous. The idea that we are, we are asking for, for something. We're asking something for other. We're interceding on behalf of, you know, maybe um, someone is in distress and we're interceding on their behalf and we go to God for their behalf would be intercession and thanksgivings. Sometimes uh, maybe we are guilty of just asking for something. We need help because we're having a hard time. But what about when we prayed for sister so-and-so and she recovers? You know, do we, do we rejoice in that and do we remember to, to pray thanksgiving for that or whatever situation that we are blessed? Uh, we need to also include in our prayers thanksgivings. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Pray without ceasing. We, we've all heard that. But and it's a simple instruction, but do we, do we remember to do that? Do we, do we, are our lives characterized by being people of prayer? Do we remember pray when we wake up and with meals and, and as we're driving or whatever it is we do or do, or do we look back at a day or a week and think I didn't I forgot to pray pray without ceasing have hearts full of thanksgiving the next part is that prayer is a privilege and a duty of the righteous it's something that we're blessed to be allowed to do to have that special relationship but it's also something we need to remember to, to work toward cultivating. We think about the model prayer of Jesus that we read in Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 through 15. We see Jesus saying, Pray like this, Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done as in heaven, so on earth. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts, as we also forgive our debtors. Bring us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you don't forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. So we understand that prayer was designed for God's children. We need God. We, we rely on him. We, as we read in this passage, uh, we're thinking about God's will being done, but we're, we're also thinking about the things we rely on, food, daily bread. You know, uh, maybe, maybe we're gluten-free and don't eat bread or whatever, but the idea of we rely uh, on, on food, and that is a gift from God. It's, it's through this provision uh, through the weather and the land and all of those things that God set in motion that we're able to have to have food. He's, he's given us forgiveness. 
It talks about forgiving us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And there's this tying together of, of our forgiveness and our forgive, forgiving heart of, as toward others, that so we need to have that heart of forgiveness as well. And asking God for uh, strength in, temp, in face of temptations, these are all things that we can identify with in our, in our daily lives. And then there's a, some praise as well, as we see in, in this model prayer. The Lord approves the prayer of the righteous. 1 Peter 3, 10 through 12. For whoever desires to love life and see good days, let him keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. If we're trying to live righteously, and we, and we uh, reach out to God in prayer, we know he hears us. We can have confidence in that. His, his ears are open to our, to our petitions. And we certainly don't want to be categorized with the evil and have God against us, as it says here. Let us be faithful in our prayers. Next, we'll look at Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 through 11. And this idea of, of prayer is asking, seeking, and knocking as we seek to define what is prayer. Matthew 7, verse 7. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, it will be opened. Or which one of you, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father, who is in heaven, give good gifts to those who ask him? God loves us, and he's waiting for us to ask and to bless us with appropriate things that are according to his will. And certainly we wouldn't want to misunderstand this and think, well, you know, God is a genie at our command. Certainly that's not the idea. Um, he's not going to just provide us everything we, we would want and desire that would be inappropriate. Even as, even as fathers are referenced here, you know, if our children want something, our children want all kinds of things, and it's not always uh, necessarily what's best for them. And as fathers, we have to be judicious and, and make good judgments to help provide them what they actually need and show love to them. And, and God is the same way. God is the ultimate good father and provides us what we need in, in great abundance. And, and, and it might not be what we ask for because we don't always know what we need. We, we need help sometimes. Okay. So this idea of, of asking, we're asking for help from God. And sometimes we're seeking answers to life's questions. And sometimes we're knocking on the door to gain access to the abundant life, the blessings in Christ. And certainly we know that if we ask, it will be given. If we truly seek these good things according to God's will, we will find them 
and knocking on, on the door, the door will be open to us to God's blessings. Prayer is an act of faith. Let's look at James chapter 1, verses 5 through 7. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting. For the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. If we're going to ask God for wisdom, we need to ask in faith. And, and, you know, do we really believe that God wants to take care of us or that he can? Um, do we really believe that he's, he's there? You know, we maybe have these questions of, of our faith. But we, if we're going to ask God to help us, we need to be believing that, that he's listening and that he's able and that he will according to his will, help us. We cannot please God without faith. Hebrews 11, verse 6. And without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. Do you believe that? If we don't believe that God is real, we probably won't even bother to pray to him a waste of time, or it's just for show because we're at church or whatever. He is pleased by our genuine, authentic faith. And he will reward us with eternal life. Let's, let's stay faithful to him and continue to have that close relationship in prayer. Prayer is not a substitute for works. James chapter 2, verses 14 through 17. What good is it then? My brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works, can that faith save him? If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to them, Go in peace, be warmed and filled, I'm praying for you. Without giving them the things needed for the body, what good is that? So also faith by itself if it does not have works, is dead. It's easier for us to fall into the trap of, of simply saying, I will pray for you, but then not actually help. I mean, especially when we have resources and blessings and capabilities and talents and time, money or whatever it is to help someone. And social media probably makes this trap even easier to fall into. You know, someone's posts about something and you can click like and if you hover on like you can get the little cry face and click that and there you go I've <laughs> have I have I really helped them you know by simply doing that you know are there, are there things we can do Christians are people of action faith without works is dead and ask yourself how alive is your faith how alive is my faith we need to pray for those in need certainly and we also need to act to help them. Pray and do. Galatians 6.10 So then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, and especially to those who are of the household of faith. We need to have that, certainly that prayerful attitude and love and concern for one another, but also to have a practical helping attitude, helping people. 
Romans 15, verses 1 and 2. We who are strong have an obligation to bear the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Let each of us please his neighbor for his good to build him up. We need to lift each other up and support one another. Mark 16, 15 through 16. And he said to them, Go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. Certainly we we should pray for the lost. But if we simply pray for the lost and do not go, if we simply pray and do not proclaim, if we do not share the gospel and and maybe help answer someone's questions that has questions about the gospel, we're not really uh, doing the mission that we've been charged with. As the, as the song says, Christ has no hands but our hands to do his work today. He has no feet but our feet to lead men in his way. We need to go proclaim and actually actively help people. Prayer is more than just thinking or meditation. There's a lot of emphasis on mindfulness in our society today, and I think that can be helpful. Uh, we need time to kind of quiet down and think things through and, and uh, just having some quiet time to counter the chaos that so often is in our lives. And prayer time can, can help us in that way and, and can help calm our minds. But I think we make a mistake if we, if we think about, if we answer the question, what is prayer as? Well, it's a, it's a time to be mindful in, the, in, that, in that popular sense today. It's not merely a mental exercise. You know, we are, as with the first point, we are talking to God. This is an active communication. Prayer is communication with God. Psalm 39, verse 12. We have a lot of things about prayer that David wrote in the Psalms. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and give ear to my cry. Hold not your peace at my tears, for I am a sojourner with you, a guest like all my fathers. He is listening. He's, we are talking to him in prayer. So we, when we think we should be thinking that he's hearing us, hear my prayer, O Lord. Again, Psalm 143. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Give ear to my pleas for mercy. In your faithfulness, answer me in your righteousness. These are, these are examples we have of prayer things we could incorporate into our prayers. Hebrews 4:13 God knows and hears our prayer. And no creature is hidden from his sight, but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. God knows everything and he hears our prayers. The question is do we truly believe that and are we taking advantage proper advantage? of prayer as a blessing. Acts 15, 8, first part. And God who knows the heart. Again, we see God knows our hearts. Psalm 66, verse 19. But certainly God has heard. He has given heed to the voice of my prayer. Again, we see these examples in the Psalms of prayer and where God hears us. If we look at 1 Samuel 1, 
verses 12 through 17, the example of, of Hannah and her prayer, we might wonder, can, do we need to pray aloud? And I think this is an interesting example. Um, does prayer count if it's silent? And if we look at, at 1 Samuel chapter 1, verses 12 through 17, we'll get some insight into that question. As she continued praying before the Lord, Eli observed her mouth. Hannah was speaking in her heart. Only her lips moved, and her voice was not heard. Therefore, Eli took her to be drunken, a drunken woman. And Eli said to her, How long will you go on being drunk? Put your wine away from you. But Hannah answered, No, my lord, I am a woman troubled in spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor strong drink, but I have been pouring out my soul before the Lord. Do not regard your servant as a worthless woman, for all along I have been speaking out of my great anxiety and vexation. Then Eli answered, Go in peace, and the, and the God of Israel grant your petition that you have made to him. And so we don't I think this helps establish the idea that we don't need to speak our, our prayers aloud necessarily. And, and, and I, part of the point of that is we can pray anytime. We can pray silently as we're driving or in whatever situation. We, we can uh, direct our minds to focus towards God. And, um, and as Hannah was silent in her prayer, yet, yet she, it says here she was pouring out her soul uh, to God and speaking to him even though she wasn't speaking physically from her mouth with audible words and that even Eli as he understood this then described it as a petition another word for a prayer we just need to get into it and and pray even if our prayer is silent in whatever circumstance so as we think about these points we talked about prayer is talking to God it's a privilege and a duty if we ask we'll get an answer and we'll seek we'll find we'll knock and the door will be open to us. It's an act of faith. It's part of our faithfulness to God. And we need to have faith in the God that we're praying to or, or why are we doing it. And it's more than meditation. All of this relates back to being a uh, communication with God. So are we maintaining a close relationship with God through prayer? Can we do better? Of course we can do better. Uh, I hope that this some of the thoughts here in these verses we've read are helpful as you think about your prayer life and, and for me as well as I think about my prayer life with God that we would grow closer together with that. As we think about the invitation, the 285, Zion's call. The call from heaven for us to obey and, and, and follow God. And even in this second verse of this song, it says, we receive courage new when we kneel in prayer. Let us listen to the call of love. So if there's anything that, 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 uh, you can, that we can help you with with regard to your walk as a Christian, if you need the prayers of the church, we would invite you to come. Or if you've not become a Christian, uh, we would invite you to, to come and have this relationship where you can pray to God as we've studied about tonight. You can do that if you become a child of God. If you hear the word, believe Jesus is the Son of God, 
confess that before men, repent of your sins, walk in a new life, be baptized for the forgiveness of your sins. We encourage you to do that. If we can help you, we invite you to come as we stand and sing the song. I love to tell the story. Twill be my theme in glory to tell the old, old story of Jesus and his love.